0: This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. Download that free local news app today. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Madeline Bertrand County Park now has its statue of Madeline Bertrand back as someone dropped off the stolen artwork on Saturday night. Madeline Bertrand Park Director Derek Tyler tells us the bronze piece was stolen in March. The thief cut it off at the ankles. Surveillance video shows someone coming by around 11 p.m. Saturday, dropping the statue where it used to stand, taking some photos, doing a dance, and then running off. We asked Tyler what he thought the thief's motivation was. The only thing I can think is maybe it was a prank, and the prank was up, and it was time to bring her back, because that's the only thing I can think. Why return something? If they were going to scrap it, that would have been done a long time ago. Tyler says everyone was disappointed when the statue installed in the 1980s disappeared. Everybody comes out. They love to take pictures of it. It's right in front of our Teppeneby shelter. So everyone that uses that shelter throughout the summer, they get to see that statue, and they take pictures of it, and there's family reunions, there's graduation parties. Now that the statue is back, the Parks Department is working with its original artist to get it reinstalled. Tyler says there may be a celebration or a rededication when it's back. In the meantime, anyone with information on the theft is asked to contact the Berrien County Sheriff's Department. The St. Joseph Department of Public Safety has been doing all it can to address complaints about noise and speeding vehicles along Lake Boulevard and Lyons Park Drive. At a meeting last night, City Commissioners heard from Department Director Steve Neubecker, who said since the last meeting when several complaints were made by residents, he's had two officers assigned to both streets. Speed signs with radar controls have been installed and the incidence of speeding has been reduced. Newbecker said the department has also worked on the noise problem. The department's concern on Lions Park Drive and the residents is the loud vehicles and the acceleration taking off fast to get their mufflers to make that popping sound. Newbecker says the department has worked with the city attorney to make sure the muffler citations are not dismissed. An issue we were having is youth were receiving citations for loud exhaust. We're making it waivable as long as they put the correct muffler on their car. They were going home, they were removing their performance muffler, coming to the department, getting it signed off on, going back home and putting their performance former smuggler back on their vehicle. Newbecker says 21 tickets have been issued along Lyons Park Drive and Lake Boulevard since the start of the year. Residents last night thanked him with one saying, quote, it's the quietest quietest it's been in years. The Michigan Court of Appeals has upheld a decision made in a Berrien County court last year dismissing a lawsuit over school mask mandates. The state court, in an opinion published May 5th, sided with retired Berrien County Judge Dennis Wiley, who dismissed a lawsuit filed against St. Joseph Lakeshore and Leeds schools over mask rules. Wiley dismissed the suit from Berrien County Parents for School Freedoms on the grounds that there was no longer a mask rule in place by the time he reviewed it. The group appealed to the state court saying the suit remains relevant in case another mask mandate is issued. The Michigan Court of Appeals has ruled, quote, the likelihood of the school district reinstating a mask mandate is speculative. The court says if another mask mandate were to be issued, it would receive judicial review. The appeals court says, quote, mask mandates in Michigan have not evaded review by our courts nor will they do so in any subsequent pandemic. Michigan Works is planning a young adult resource fair in Benton Harbor for this month. Mary Morphy with Connexus tells us they'll have information on a training, education, and finding a job for anyone age 14 to 24 looking to get started. There's just so many different things that are available to young adults in our communities, and so wanted to host a resource fair that brings all of those resources together in one place. We know transportation can sometimes be a barrier for folks, as well as childcare, and so this is a great opportunity for everyone to kind of go to this one-stop place, and they can get all of the resources in one location. Partners on hand will include the Bridge Academy, the Michigan Works Adult Education Program, Youth Build, Community Colleges, the National Guard, the U.S. Army, and church groups. Morphy says the event will be ideal for someone with an idea of what goals they'd like to pursue, but have some barriers in the way. The Young Adult Resource Fair will point them in the right direction to overcome those barriers. The event will be May 19th from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. at Dwight P. Mitchell City Center Park in Benton Harbor. We have a link to more information on our website. Police have identified the woman who went missing in the St. Joseph River near Berrien Springs on Sunday. The Berrien Springs Orinoco Township Police Department says 42-year-old Sharani Simpson of Berrien Springs remains missing, and the search continues. She disappeared in the river on Sunday after diving in to help her struggling 8-year-old son. The boy was later found on an island in the river and is in good condition. Simpson has not yet been located. Lakeshore High School sophomore Tanishka Jadhav finished third at this year's Michigan HOSA Leadership Conference. She's now moving on to the Nationals in Dallas, Texas next month. Lakeshore health teacher and regional HOSA coach Savannah DeVries told the Lakeshore School's Board of Education last night. More about the competition. It's the healthcare version of DECA. Basically where students have the opportunity to compete in healthcare-related events. There's hundreds of events. They choose one and they compete individually against others around the state. John Hoff competed in the healthy lifestyles category, choosing... Ayurveda. It's deeply rooted in Hinduism and yogis and stuff. They do yoga and meditate. So for me personally, I did 30 minutes of yoga, 30 minutes of meditation, and then adopting a healthy lifestyle. To learn more about HOSA and all of its competition requirements, you can see the full story at our website. And if you're looking to book a trip this summer, you better hurry. AAA says it's already seeing very strong bookings for cruises tours, hotels, and flights. We asked AAA's of Michigan's Adrian Woodland why. Well, definitely the the pandemic easing and also the recent decision to lift all international travel restrictions will only add to more demand for travel. Woodland says 83 percent of Michiganders will travel this year. The most popular vacations are a lake and a beach or a national or state park. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News Now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Dwazak, where furniture shopping is fun. A jury in New York has found former President Donald Trump liable for battery and defamation in the E. Jean Carroll case. The rape defamation verdict is in, and former President Trump has been found liable for sexually abusing writer E. Jean Carroll three decades ago in a Manhattan department store, as well as liable for damaging her reputation. They did not find him guilty of rape. The jury also awarding Carol nearly $5 million in various damages, ABC's chief investigative reporter Aaron Gaturski on evidence that may have convinced the jury. Including the Access Hollywood tape in which former President Trump says that he, stars like him, can can kiss and grab women without consent. And Carol's attorney said that's exactly what happened to her and to two other women who testified here during the course of the trial, that they too were sexually assaulted by former President Trump. even though he had denied it. The jury took just under three hours to make their verdict, agreeing with E. Jean Carroll that the president's social media postings damaged her reputation. It is likely the former president will appeal. Andy Field, ABC News. Congressional leaders met with President Biden at the White House today to discuss the debt ceiling. More from ABC's Karen Travers. White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre says the message from President Biden in his meeting with House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and congressional leaders is simple. Do your job. Congress must act, prevent a default. Jean-Pierre accused House Republicans of creating a manufactured crisis and said the president would emphasize the urgency of this moment, but he will not negotiate on the debt ceiling, that the president will insist it must be raised without any conditions, and then he'll be willing to have a conversation with Republican leaders about the budget and spending cuts. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Meanwhile, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says a debt deal with the president is needed by next week if Washington hopes to avert a catastrophic default. McCarthy spoke to reporters of the Capitol ahead of the meeting with President Biden at later today. Biden convened congressional leaders ahead of a looming June 1st deadline when money could run short for paying the nation's bills. McCarthy said he sees no reason why all sides can't come to an agreement quickly on a plan for spending cuts. Biden is set to reinforce his opposition to allowing the country's full faith and credit to be held hostage, as he would put it, to negotiations. There are concerns at the border about Title 42 coming to an end and how the administration is responding. ABC's Jay O'Brien is more from the Capitol. We know the border in general is something that Republicans here on the Hill have consistently hammered the administration over. We heard from Senate Republicans earlier ahead of the end of Title 42 call for the administration to keep the measure in place. Remember, Title 42 is a pandemic-era health policy, so Democrats, the administration consistently said, because the COVID pandemic is over, legally, that policy cannot remain in place. Post by Mauricio Garcia on a Russian social networking site suggests the 33-year-old planned for weeks before he opened fire at a suburban Dallas shopping mall last weekend. He killed eight and wounded seven others. Garcia researched when the mall in Allen was its busiest Saturday afternoons and posted photos on social media in mid-April of a store where he ultimately started his attack last Saturday and ended with police killing him. His online, online activity also betrayed a fascination with white supremacy and mass shootings, which he described as a sport. Photos that Garcia posted showed large Nazi tattoos on his arms and torso. The Associated Press has verified his account on the site. Today is Victory Day in Russia, but this year's ceremony is marked with heightened security and a scaled-down ceremony. Here's ABC's Patrick Revell. There was only 50 vehicles taking part in this year. Normally, there's close to 200. And the reason this all matters is that because this parade shows really how Russia's military has been mauled in Ukraine. The reason there are so few vehicles there this time is because they are in Ukraine, and they've either been lost or they are currently engaged. We know that Russia has lost at least around 2,000 tanks in Ukraine. Instead of projecting military power like Putin wants it to, it shows in fact how badly damaged Russia's military is. U.S. defense officials say about 550 U.S. active duty troops have begun arriving along the U.S.-Mexico border in the first group of new military support ahead of the expected increase in migrants. The forces will mainly be used to help monitor the border and have no contact with the migrants. More than 900 more soldiers, Marines, and airmen will follow at the end of the month as the Biden administration bolsters efforts to monitor the border and process incoming migrants as pandemic-era restrictions end. A defense official says the bulk of those arriving are Army soldiers. The official spoke on condition of anonymity to discuss details not yet made public. There's a new recommendation for breast cancer screening in women. Or maybe she's Derek Dennis. It's a new recommendation from the U.S. Preventative Task Force suggesting the age for breast cancer screenings in women should be lowered from 50 to 40 years old, with black women more likely to die of breast cancer than white women. Dr. Carol Mangione, an internist with UCLA Health, says women with a BRCA genetic marker for breast cancer or a first-degree relative who had breast cancer early, like a sister or mother, should be screened even earlier. And when to start screening that individual is... is really recommended by other groups who do specialty care. She makes the point that early detection saves lives. Derek Dennis, ABC News. And 10 months after the Dobbs decision, Americans are weighing in on where things stand on abortion in the U.S. Here's ABC's Sherry Preston. Two-thirds of Americans think the abortion medication Mifepristone should remain on the market. And their support for the FDA-approved drug even in states where it's no longer available. In those 14 states, 60% of people tell ABC News and The Washington Post in a new poll they think Mifepristone should remain available, as it is right now. In other states where mifepristone is legal, almost 7 in 10 people say the drug should stay on the market. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.